Podcasting from their dining room table in West Hollywood, California, it's the Stonebergs with Dave Stone. What can I say? I'm a man of very stupid principles, okay? And Katie Strandberg. My brain needs help. Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 213-282-3615 to be part of the show. Now welcome... The Stonebird. How about you, Boo? Hello, Boo. What's going on? Man, loving the new song. New intro. New intro. New intro. Feeling good. I like it. Feeling sassy. Feeling fresh. Ooh. How the heck are you? I'm I'm good. I'm doing real well. What's going on with you? Anything exciting? Yeah, I'm upset. <laughs> right out of the gate. <laughs> mm-hmm. At me? Did I do something? No. Okay. I love you. You're in the clear. All right. Uh, it's not, it's a, okay, everyone knows that I am a big fan of my friends that live in the building mm-hmm. entitled, it, titled, Mark and Virgie. I guess, yeah. Would you you be, overuse entitled and titled. I know, but I like it because it's like I'm announcing them. Yeah, but. Like. They're not a. Entitled. I, I, I thought that was reserved for like things that have titles, like movies and books and whatnot, not people and states. Well, I, I'm doing my own. Okay, I understand. Okay, so we went on a walk, mm-hmm. and it's been a while. I haven't seen them in in a minute. You and Mark and Virgie, and did Charlie go? Charlie went. Okay. We planned a walk. Um, Y'all used to walk, what, once or twice a week, every week together? Yeah. And what happened? The holidays? It got We got out of sync. Yeah. We're not in the friendship sync. There's it's no weird. Na- no neighborhood beef, is there? No, no okay. beef, but it was awkward. Mm-hmm. So we start our walk, right? And, and and I don't like being the leader of the walk. So I immediately give them the power okay. of where do you guys want to walk? Mm-hmm. And then they said, let's let Charlie decide. Is that the old person version of where would you like to eat? Yeah. Where would you like to walk? <laughs> I don't know. You pick. But Mark, God love him. Uh-huh. He walk shames me with Charlie, mm-hmm. which is valid. Yeah, he I says don't walk we should walk Charlie more. Yeah, and, and he's not wrong. No, he's not. He's correct. But I always feel pressure to walk farther. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going. I was I was leading the pack, and I was trying to hear, but I was in the front, and there wasn't like a witty. There was no banter. It was more, you know, I was trying to catch up. I'm off of the Adderall. I'm slower. I, I didn't perform well, okay, on well, this walk. let me ask you, was this, what was the point of this walk? Was this a friendship walk or was this a cardio exercise walk? No, it's always like a friendship slash cardio exercise. Because I know sometimes when I go hiking with a friend or something, you know, just just me being there is already <laughs> enough of a challenge. And I'm huffing, puffing, and sweating, and I'm out of breath. I don't have time to chit-chat. So I understand how maybe somebody I've gone on a hike with could be like, well, Dave was kind of in a crampy mood today. or It's like, no, I'm, I'm sorry, but like you I'm about breathe. to die. I have to like focus okay. on breathing. Well, that was me, mm-hmm. and they were fine. Okay, They're in their 60s, and they're more in shape than me. And now we're on a journey, a fitness mm-hmm. one, so it's fine. But, yeah, it was... Um, just out of sync. Maybe hmm. it's the three, the like, three of us. Like literally out of sync, like you were <laughs> stepping on each other's shoes? or No, it uh, was just an awkward, It. I felt bad. Like I felt like I didn't do enough. You know, I wanted to bring more. 
Mark's like, so what else is going on with you? And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, Katie, talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I talked about the Stonebergs. That didn't interest him. Mm-hmm. And then they I, don't even know what a podcast is. Yeah. And I'm just trying to, you know, swim mm-hmm. in this friendship pond, but it's getting, it's getting lower and I'm concerned. Well, I think you're forcing it, you know? I think, are y'all not at the level of friends where you can just sit and be? No, but it's too cold. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't even mean literally sit, but just, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, I have friends, well, you and I are that way. Like, I, I like to just be around you, even Aww. if we're not talking. I'm and a talker. I, and I've got other friends that way. Like, well, it's, the true test is like traveling together. Like when you can just both be in the car without feeling like the pressure of having to always initiate conversation. Yeah, that's what I felt. I felt it was pressury. And 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 Mark is so funny and I wanted him to be funny. Mm-hmm. And and we just couldn't really hear each other. Maybe that was it. There's no mm-hmm. hearing. Maybe I'll just do one on one walks for now. Like Let me ask you this. When y'all walk, the three of you, is it single file, like like some ducklings? It's ducklings. Or are you three wide? Well, it's ducklings, because well, yeah, City of West it's Hollywood hard to hear. It's the tiniest little sidewalk. Sidewalk mm-hmm. law, there's always, and then there's Charlie. I have so much to focus on, so really, they should take the reins, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell them that. But yeah, if you're single file like that, of course there's going to be some issues with communication, and the person up front can't. It's like in Seinfeld yeah. when they were at Monk's Diner and their normal booth was taken, so they had to sit at the counter, <laughs> yeah. and it messed up the whole flow because they were like, "Who's the down there?" It messed you know, up the flow. Was it kind of that situation? It was. it was, and there was no flow. And then I could tell, like Mark just immediately went back to the apartment, and then Virgie was like giving me a nice hug, but the hug even felt like, mm, "You okay?" I I would mm. imagine you were. Surely overthinking this. Mm-mm-mm. No, she's a human angel, and so is he, but it's very... Uh, so You think they were spiteful <laughs> towards you because you didn't have enough casual walking conversation. Well, you're good with casual. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, how you doing? And a zippy little line, and a mm-hmm. boop, 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 and I gotta go. That's the key right there. I boop, always boop, boop, boop. It, it always works. <laughs> no, but uh-huh. you're so good at small talk, and meanwhile, I'm like, so we talked about like depression on the stove. <laughs> Well, here's the other thing that maybe do they have a specific route that they always do? No, it goes in and out. They they don't have a specific. I would love that. I would love if if we could just have a map. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. A map. Maybe I should do a scavenger hunt. Well, if not a map, you next time my suggestion would be for one of you to um, initiate an established route. Okay. Here's where we're going. I know me. I know me. When when I'm on a hike with a buddy, uh, where are we going? How many miles is it? What's the elevator? Like, yeah. I can't just have an open-ended walk or hike. Well, I yeah. need to have a destination in mind. Okay. Maybe so, that's it. Ma- like, let's go get coffee. Yeah, or just whatever. Let's, let's walk down to that to street and do, a, you know, whatever. Okay. But maybe the nobody knows where we're going okay. part of it was uh, a little... Daunting. Daunting for them. Okay, I'll accept that. But anyway, the next day I overcompensated and bought them a million unsweetened iced teas and roses. Because <laughs> I was like, please like me. You do. Uh, you're so generous and thoughtful with uh, all the oh, little stop. gifts that you give them. Keep going. You're always buying them 
tea. I'm buying friendship. Yeah. It's, uh, Not, I don't think oh, that's I don't what either. you're doing. I think it's sincere. <laughs> but, you're joking, but I don't think you don't have ulterior motives. No, no, like no, that. no. You're just you're kind and thoughtful. I like them. Yeah. You know, if yeah. I like you, I like you. They're good people. And if I don't, I hide from yeah. you forever. So. It is funny how, like, living. This, we've mentioned before. This is the first time we've ever lived in a place where we're chummy with all the neighbors. Everyone's yeah. I've never weird. been tight with neighbors. I used to kind of have a. No middle ground policy. Like I'm, I'm here for small talk or emergencies. <laughs> Nothing in between. I'll, you know, we could talk about the weather, or if your apartment's on fire, I'll grab a hose and help out. But nothing in between. Yeah. But here, it, but it's also funny. Like if you've ever worked in an office environment, it's kind of the same vibe in terms of when you cross paths with someone. Sometimes I feel obligated oh. to not only acknowledge them, but maybe have a little bit of chit chat and. There's a couple people here where I just, nothing against them, but their personalities don't really allow for that. So it's just kind of a quick head nod or a, hey, how's it, you know, not even a how's it going. I made that faux pas yesterday with our other neighbor, Sally. I was on my walk and I had my headphones on. Okay. And I saw Sally and I just went, hey, Sally, how you doing? And I shouldn't have said, how you doing? Because I kept my headphones on and I kept moving. I should have just said, hey, Sally. Right. But then I could tell she responded with something, and I was just like, whatever. <laughs> Headphones are on, and I'm not stopping. <laughs> so that was my, I shouldn't have said, I shouldn't have engaged, asked her a question. Yeah. I should have just waved and said hello. But I said, how you doing? And she told me how she was doing, and I was just already. Because she's you know, an extrovert. Yeah. Yeah. You gave an extrovert an in. But I hope Never she understood. Never ask a question to an extrovert. I hope she understood and saw the headphones that, like, I'm not. You well, know. you could have just, hey, I'm on my headphones. Yeah. Going to keep walking. No, that, no? That's, that's my patented move. Do you but, like this? This is space work. Uh-huh. I like that. But like, Thanks, I, I, I do that with people all the time. There's this one guy. Well, okay, I won't tell that story. Cause, anyway. Anyway, okay. But yeah, I, I, I like the, I'll acknowledge you, but I'm not going to break stride. Yeah, I you mean, know? that's confident What's right up? there. Not stop, Larry David calls it the stop and chat. I, I'm not here for a stop and chat. Yeah, no one wants to stop and mm-hmm. chat. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, I do, but I it's painful. Mm-hmm. And Charlie's a demon, let's be honest. I yeah. mean, I love him, but he's not a good neighborhood dog. If he weren't our dog, uh, he would most definitely be <laughs> the neighborhood asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he hates every dog in the neighborhood. <laughs> and it just makes us look like a bunch of heathens. But. Oh, it does. Well, it's I'll work right. on my friendship with them, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll stop overthinking. Mm-hmm. But you had a friend come over, and I think I was just jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had company this week. Uh, our good buddy Ryan Singer stopped by. He uh, visited from, uh, he's back in Ohio. He's, he's living in Ohio for a little while. He's been there, I don't know, six months or so. Oh, yeah. But uh, he came out to visit and hung out for a couple of days. We had a good time. We did something we've never done in this apartment That's with Ryan. That's true. Uh, we, we played cards. It was fun, too. I've never been a card guy. Yeah. But it was a good time. We played, I don't know if this is a new game, an old game, something he made up, but he just called it golf. It was called golf, and it was addicting and really, really fun. Very fun. Very and, fun. And I've thought about this. I have a theory. I think I'm not a card guy because I grew up in the South where the weather's good. I feel like card playing is more of a Midwest, Northeastern thing where 
in the winter. Maybe oh. they're not outside. You know, their options, their entertainment options are limited, right. especially in the winter and the cold weather months. So I don't know. And plus, I just feel like everybody I know who's really into cards is from the Midwest or the Northeast. Or a hundred. Uh-huh. Or a hundred. Yeah. My but, dad and mom and I used to play gin, gin rummy. Uh-huh. Oh, I mean, that was dope. I yeah. crushed. I and was, I don't know any of the games. Either. Oh, yeah. there's gin. Uh-huh. There's also one called bridge, which is like very complicated and. But there's also a not card game, but that's kind of like a card game called Mahjong. Mahjong. And that's fun. Okay. Oh, there's tiles involved and mm-hmm. you go over to the Maya's house and they make you holla. Nope. Holla bread. How? Halal? Mm, unclear. I don't know. I don't know. I know what you're talking about. I know. It's ha- the bread. Uh-huh. Habanero. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. No, but it was so good to see Ryan. Yeah, always. And good he's going to gonna come Ryan. back to Los Angeles. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, hopefully he's he's working on trying to uh, to get back here permanently. But uh, yeah, it's, it's good to have company. You know? It was cute to see you with your she, friend. Yeah, good old it's Ryan. It's like boy love. Yeah, we had a good time. Ryan's probably I, I would I would say Ryan's probably my best friend, my Aww. my dearest friend. I just uh, I I like his whole vibe. Yeah, he's a you good know? dude. He's, he's his default is positive. Yeah. We've talked about that. Like, I know you can't just be a barrel of monkeys 24-7, but uh, people whose default yeah. is sincere and positive and happy. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, I like that. He so. likes himself. And he's he's just super, uh, He's he's got a curious brain. Yes. That, that, those, those gears never stop turning. Well, he asks me questions. That's new. Yeah. A lot of your friends <laughs> don't ask me anything. I'm like this faceless void that just brings people drinks like hello my yeah. name is katie i am a robot but and but also to their credit yeah. i'm weird man like oh, i'm know. a hard person to like talk to because i'll be like how's your old car i don't know it's- at the very least uh, i would expect my friends to acknowledge your existence <laughs> that was weird i had time. one old pal who we don't have to get it went over that. there and yeah we're not pals anymore nope not just because no anyway I've made you a bad person. <laughs> I have. I've made you bad. Oh, no. How so? You haven't made me a bad person. Well, you know, I, I feel like if you were to look at me being in your life, there has been some friendships mm-hmm. that have maybe, they're on pause right now. Maybe they'll come back. You don't know. But maybe from their perspective, see, this is me overthinking, they blame me. I'm the evil woman mm-hmm. that's captured you into a beautiful place. No, no, okay, you're my wife. That's not it. <laughs> you're not an evil woman. All right. What you have Hard done, though, no. is, is you do help me see <laughs> things from uh, a different lens or a, or a female lens. or You no, know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, well, I was raised by my dad. So like, yeah. you notice certain behavior that I don't notice. I know. Because you're goes, nice. Well, it kind of goes back to my theory, too, of like... Our roles in the marriage, and I don't mean like traditional gender roles, but like, well, I mean, these could fall under that. But like, I I came up with this idea that I've noticed that I protect us from strangers mm-hmm. and you protect us from people we know. Yes, that's very true. And see, like you point out things I would never notice and vice versa. You know, I'm always harping at you about your personal safety, and, you know, your self-awareness. Oof. Pepper knowing spray, your surroundings, bear but like, spray. But like I might say, like, hey, I got a new machete. That way if somebody breaks in, I'll chop their arm off. 
and you're like, I think so and so's taking advantage of our generosity. Yeah. So and yeah. like you point out things like that where I'm like, oh, I would have never noticed that shit. I know because you think the best, mm-hmm. and that's good too. I need to work on thinking the best. I think I'm getting better. Mm-hmm. I think I'm getting better because I'll run. Like, I'll be like, wait, is this person safe and whatever? And you'll be like, give them the benefit mm-hmm. of the doubt. Yeah. And that's hard. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying and I'm doing better. Like Dalton from Roadhouse said, be nice until it's time not to be nice. Dal- who's Dalton? Is that Patrick Swayze? Patrick Swayze's, Swayze's character. By the oh. way, they're remaking that. That's coming back. Who's going to be Patrick? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know. I saw the trailer. It looked pretty good. Conor McGregor, UFC star. He's in it. I mean, um, you know. it's. We'll, well see. Okay. Did you ever see the original Roadhouse? No. Oh, my God. It's classic. Am I a teenage boy? No. Sorry. I should film. expand my, you know, knowledge of it. Mm-hmm. That and the original Mad Max. You didn't like that? No. Dirty. <laughs> so dirty. I get it. That whole thing. You love dirt yeah. in your eras. You love the Dust Bowl. Mm-hmm. You love Mad Max, like future dirt. You know, ugh, I like pretty decor. Yeah, <laughs> you do like pretty. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun week. Good seeing Ryan. I, t- so I took good. him to uh, a French restaurant. Ooh, I took him to uh, Petit Trois. Okay, and uh, he had a uh, croque madame. I don't. Oh, is that the ham and thing? Like the ham and cheese sandwich with the egg on top and the cheese all over the. Oh boy, oh boy, it's good. It's good stuff. What'd you get? The omelet. Uh, no, I got the croque madame, 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 madame. I mean, croque madame. <laughs> Why don't you croque my damn? <laughs> he got the croque mazur. I got the croque madame. I love your Paris accent. Same Parisian. sandwich. The madame had the uh, egg on top. Oh. He went eggless. But yeah, just a couple of pals sitting around eating at a little French cafe, having a good time. Had a we split a baguette. <laughs> I had a hard apple cider. Oh, it's a good time. Oh my gosh. It's a good time. I'm glad. You love lunch. I'm a big lunch guy. It's, it's so fun to have somebody in town who will go <laughs> eat lunch with me. You won't eat lunch with me. It's a stupid, stupid meal. Fritz is never available. <laughs> Alan's never available. All my all my lunch pals have moved. I'm not a lunch head. So. And I'm sorry about that. <laughs> lunch head. I'm not a lunch head. You are a full blown lunch head. I'm a lunch full body. You are. <laughs> What do we got going on today, Boo? We got a topic? We do. What are oh we doing? Oh my gosh. Okay. You so gonna lay it down? I'm gonna lay it down. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Is Harvey okay there? Did he roll around in catnip? I, honestly, yeah, he did, and he God, looks a little messed up. He looks up. dirty. Oh, he looks like a crust punk kitty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Where's your bindle? He's got okay. a cardboard sign. What are you doing, buddy? Okay. Why is he so dirty? Is that catnip? Yes. Okay. And. We haven't washed him in a bit. Yeah. You have to wash cats, I think. That is a... There's a, a business opportunity. like Wash cats? Like Death. black belt level grooming. <laughs> like <laughs> like make that. a house call. Yeah, like yeah. you got like... Like what are the uh, welder's gloves? Yes. And like a welder's apron. <laughs> and you just come in like leatherhead. Uh, Leatherface and grab the cat and do, you know. Leatherface. Oh, uh, from uh, Chainsaw. Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. yeah. Not Leatherhead. I don't know why I call him Leatherhead. Again, a dirt. Uh, There's a lot of dirt in that movie. But you know what I mean? Like, just get some protective gear on. Yeah. And just come in and wash the shit out of your cat. 
like a, a pressure hose. Yeah. Like one of <laughs> no. Got like a, the big brush, like at the do-it-yourself car wash. Oh my gosh, mm. no. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. But yeah, we have, I mean, full disclosure, we haven't washed these little bastards <laughs> in about a year. He goes and gets groomed every three or four weeks, so he's, he's he a little fancy boy. He has because of his boy. anus. Yeah, he's got the <laughs> anal gland thing. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, I'm scared to death to, to try to bathe these mm. bastards. Yeah, it's awful. Because they're violent. Well, it's terrifying. And we both keep putting it on each other mm-hmm. like, are you, we should wash the cats. Pause, pause, pause. I, I stink, dude. Yeah, it's not great. Okay. Anyway. Attachment styles. Mm-hmm. Boo, do you know what attachment styles are? No. Really? Never heard of it. I'm, no, I'm not familiar with the phrase. I don't think I've ever heard. Attachment <laughs> styles? Yes. Okay. Mm. So when you're born, your mom had you, right? Now, in the beginning, attachment styles are your primary caregiver, like how who took care of okay. you, right? So this is how apparently it starts. Mm-hmm. Hey, Katie, wh- what year did attachment styles start? 1988. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I was already detached by then. We didn't have them when I was a little kid. I know. You didn't have them, but mm-hmm. you can't just blame your parents. So... Mm-hmm. There's different, it's it's basically how we connect in relationships. Okay. okay. What do you mean 1988? This These theories oh, came I'm about sorry. then? Who, who came up with this theory okay. of attachment styles? Uh, his name is John Bowlby. Who? John Bowlby. Bowlby. My name's John Bowlby, oh, and man. I created an attachment system in 1988. Is it B-O-W, how do you spell Bowlby? B-O-W-L-B-Y. Okay. Wait. <laughs> Hello? John Bow movement. Stop it. Okay. Well, listen. I'm gonna slide into your BMs. Okay. Um. Okay. I'm just gonna let's. Hello. <laughs> what the hell's the matter with you? Focus. I am. Come on. Sound okay. it out. All right. I think it's the history that I don't care about, uh-huh. but I know it's important to note. Yeah. Okay. You feel it that way matter. in general it about history. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. All right. So, attachment styles start when you're little, right? So, there's four. Ang- anxious. Are you bored? No, you no. just looked at your phone. It was a text. Well, oh. I, and I, I'm, Sorry, I'm, Ryan. I'm, I'm wrong for that. Uh, you're the brower. Well, you're bored. No, I'm not bored. I'm going to keep you excited. Uh-huh. All right, ready? Okay. What's an attachment uh, <laughs> style? What do you... I don't know. So, um, okay. Uh, different styles. The attachment of- system is a pattern of emotions and behavior that sets off when our loved ones move away from us. Okay. So what happens when people move away from you? I eat lunch by you- myself Oh, when people move away from me. That's funny. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. So when uh, they could be recognized in babies, for example. Like say a baby is monstrous and crying all the time. Perhaps that baby has a disorganized attachment. There's always, there's anxious attachment. There's secure attachment, which is what we all go for. And then there's avoidant. Well, the irony of anxious detachment with this little (laughs) goblin next to you. (laughs) So does that uh, take place in animals as well? Absolutely. Because we trauma bonded. He's definitely got attachment issues, right? Yeah, we trauma. We mm-hmm. trauma bonded because it was after mama passed, mm-hmm. and then I got this little puppy, and then I just held him all the time and mm-hmm. took him with me everywhere, so I ruined him. Yeah. I ruined him. Sorry. It's a whole ordeal now. All right, So, but you can't just blame your parents because you can 
get past it. You nope. can train your brain to get past these styles. You say when they move away. Yeah. Or, or did I say move away? You what, said, how did you phrase it? Yeah, they said move away. Okay. What does that mean? It means if you're in a relationship and somebody is like being avoidant or like kind of closed off, your attachment style gets flared up and then you start understand like subconsciously it starts in your body and then you just kind of do a bunch of weird stuff which i could go over but going back to you said it starts with your initial caregiver yeah so genetically and or pre-programmed at birth it says okay but walk me through that like so okay that just means a baby obviously comes out of the womb in most cases (laughs) when they're when they're uh infants they're attached to their mom yes you know, in most cases. In most cases. So... so. But how does that affect how they will act later in life with this? Well, as it's often the case with complex personality traits, uh, genes. It could come to your genes because right. we pass trauma in our bodies. That's a fact. What do so, you mean by that? Um, say you're, you had a horrible accident, right? Like a horrible car accident. My mom had one. Okay, and then she gets pregnant with me, and she's traumatized in her body. Like she just, you know, people get like PTSD. we talked about with gua sha. Yes, we store the trauma. We store trauma in our bodies. So my mama had a bunch of trauma just everywhere, and so that then, gets passed on to, to yes, you. it gets passed on to the little fetus because I'm just in there hanging out. Uh-huh. I'm like, hey, what's going on? And then Harvey comes. And trauma happens. So in that hypothetical, though. Yes. What does that mean that because your mom got in a horrible car wreck before? Now, is this before you were born or in this example while she was pregnant with you? Uh, No. In this example, pre-pregnancy. Pre-pregnancy. This could just be the trauma she holds in her body. But she passes that on to you. In in what form? Are you now afraid of car accidents? No. Now, I either have uh, anxiety in my body. I have trauma in my body, in the fetus. I'm not super clear on all the science-y stuff. Yeah. And I'm sorry. That's okay. Hey, I'm trying. (laughs) Okay. Listen, it's evident in children, you could tell, like, when a baby is freaking out and then soothes itself uh-huh. when the mom goes away, that's a secure attachment. Want to know why? Because that baby knows that mom's going to come back soon and take care of his or her needs. It does know that? Yes. Because Charlie doesn't know that. No. He freaks the hell out Well, he's every anxious, time. okay? Mm-hmm. He gets distressed, like when mommy leaves the room, mm-hmm. it says mommy, which I kind of find funny. Mommy. Have you ever called your mom mommy? I don't. I can't remember. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, if I did, I was a little kid. Is there anything grosser and weirder than, <laughs> than an adult referring to their mom as mommy? Mommy. Hey, you're 46. Mommy. Shut yeah, up. I guess it's a young thing. Mommy. Huh. All right. Well, we're going over it. Okay. okay. All right, so I'll go over the uh, the early days of attachment theory researches. It was believed that the mother's caretaking style was the main determinant. Uh, today, we know that there is indeed statistically a link between caregiving style and attachment style. So they kind of go hand in hand. Okay. So if you had a shit parent who <laughs> didn't 
want to take care of you, you're going to respond to that even as a baby. And it's not the parents' fault. Maybe they're doing the best they can, and they're just trying to get by. They have a ranch, you know, on 40 acres, and they're just hanging out and working a lot, and that's why your head's flat on the bottom because you just sat in the crib. This is a hypothetical yep. or is this you? Hypothetical. Oh, okay. All right. Let's go over the styles. <laughs> yes. What are the different styles of uh, okay. attachment styles? Well, I'm going to go with the the bad ones first. Not that there's anything bad, but the, you know, and then we're going to end with secure. Okay. So I wanted to bring out yeah. my character work. Uh-oh. Ready? Okay. Okay. So. This is anxious attachment style. Uh Okay, ready? Here we go. Hey, I'm Annie. Oh, God. (laughs) Don't do any more accents. Why? I'm just an anxious attachment, Annie. Uh And guess what? I feel like I'm being abandoned when you don't respond to my text messages. Hey, I analyze every little interaction. What is this? (laughs) She's smoking a cow. Cows? Yes. Struggling to trust them. I struggle to trust people. Hi, there's my hat. Uh That's some space work again. It's a big hat. It's thick. Consistently seeking validation. That's Annie's way. So this only happens to dumb hayseeds? (laughs) No. I just wanted to add my, you know, what Uh if an agent or something's watching? Yeah. (laughs) That. Sign her up. Anyway, your fear, uh, you also fear, uh, you're, you're so scared of losing somebody. So anxious attachment is like having anxiety, right? Question. Now, all of everything you've said so far. Yes. Are we referring to just babies or is this carry over into an adulthood? We go into adulthood okay. with this. Okay. And you can untrain your mind to not be so freaked out, but it takes mindfulness mm-hmm. and it takes being emotionally intelligent so back to anxious annie i feel jealous and possessive of all my relationships so i would like to introduce so what's the style again i was so distracted <laughs> by this terrible character what what's which style anxious. is it? anxious so just anxiety like uh-huh. you're always concerned like is he gonna text me back why hasn't he texted me back how can i get him back wait i'm nervous or why isn't my friend texting me back is she dead is she okay have they abandoned me so that gets triggered in you and then because when you were a baby your mom would leave you alone for a few minutes at a time yeah that that's connected to that it's all connected buddy. wow it's all connected okay But also life experiences. Uh So growing up, you know, if you were, let's say, wanting your dad to take you to soccer practice and watch you, and then he just drops you off and says, get out, Kate, Uh that would probably, you know, maybe make somebody anxious. Okay. Like, is he going to pick me up? Does he love me? That's just someone else. Hmm. So signs of anxiousness, just anxiety all the time. Uh That's no fun. Okay, next avoidant all right ready sure here we go maybe play this one straight hey oh lord i'm avoidant aaron how are you aaron no i wanted the a um can i can we cut alice alice okay great hey i'm avoidant alice Okay. That's pretty good. 
So self-explanatory. Uh, you're avoiding. Yeah. What people communication? Okay. What? Well, Alice is freaking out at the sign of too much intimacy. Somebody comes on strong in a relationship, and then Alice is like, "Whoa, buddy." Not today. They crave alone time, okay? They pull back when someone tries to get commitment. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think this might be sometimes you. Oh, really? I think. When I was first nightmaring you, a.k.a. dating, and I was drinking a lot and yeah. being crazy, this might have been your avoidant. Like, let's the first time you reached away. out. First time you texted me? Remember that? Shut that door quick. You, yeah. That was a mean text. That was not. I was like, hey, co-worker, how is your show in fucking somewhere? And then you were like, great, thanks, lady, period. I called you lady? Yes. Well, as I've explained, that had nothing to do with you. I just wasn't in the market to be dating any young ladies yeah. because I was living in a van. But I saw that as... I had as very little to offer. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Oh, I will get him. That didn't phase you one bit. <laughs> nope. That I, I, I always appreciate that. So the avoidant attachment, let's go back to Alice. Mm-hmm. Uh, she feels suffocated by anyone with anxious attachment. So let's say somebody is anxious attached. Hey, it's me, Eric. I think that person Allie? would make anybody avoidant. <laughs> like, Who was a, her name? I We missed that one. <laughs> Anna? You, you made it your own. It's fine. Anxious Anna. (laughs) Annoying Anna. These uh, nerds are also known as, the kids say, F-boys. Okay. I'm still unclear on what an F-boy is. Is that just a dude that has a lot of sex? It's a dude that only wants sex, Uh but also, like, treats women poorly. Uh A.K.A. they just disconnect. They feel suffocated by anyone that's wanting a relationship. Uh Everything's in the gray always. So that's sort of avoidant. Like, ah. I gotta keep my options open. Yeah, I gotta go. I'm busy. I'm gonna go to the mall and get an orange Julius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right, next. Disorganized. Ready? Sure. Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm disorganized, Debbie. I'm always wanting alone time, but then feel lonely. I change my personality depending on who I'm with. I'm being vague about my personal history because I don't trust people. I change my mind about the people in my life. That was fun. That was like interpretive dance. That was fun. Okay. Uh, and a bit of a control freak thrives in chaos and is a self-sabotaging pro. Okay. Do you get that one? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of everything. Mm-hmm. Disorganized. It's like um, uh, jazz. Like beep, boop, boop, pop. Mm. Um, all right, so let's keep... <laughs> I still don't really understand what That's the hell fair. you're talking about. <laughs> no, but like... You're you giving- are the worst audience. I am trying here, and I'm drowning, and you're describing the water. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. It's choppy, okay? Yes. But like, Give me a life some of this, Some of these could apply to anyone. That's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. This was 1988. Listen, we're going back to but what? Give me the definition again of what an attachment okay. style is. Okay. I, I'm. There's a disconnect somewhere in this. Okay, yeah, there is. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Should I just read it? Yeah, just read the definition. <laughs> okay. Oh, I. You know what? Oh, I didn't. I didn't print that. Okay. Page. 
I am ready. I worked hard. Uh-huh. I did research. You did I print out promise. a bunch of things. I did. Hey, you know what? Uh-huh. Why don't you just go suck a duck? <laughs> That's what you need to do. <laughs> suck a duck. All no, right. but I, I, I don't understand. Is this a a personality f- trait? Like, wh- what is, wh- when you say an attachment style. Okay. I'm a- looking it am up. Am I, and what's the attachment part? Okay. The attachment, what are, okay, what is the attachment theory? Ready? The theory proposes that children attach to carriers, nope, caregivers, for the purpose of survival and ultimately genetic replication. The biological aim is survival and the psychological aim is security. The relationship that a child has with their attachment figure is especially important in threatening situations. Okay. Does that help you? A little, but so the different ones, the different styles you were explaining, those are originated by different behaviors early on? Yes. Okay. And now what are, what ca- what your... causes those behaviors? I guess that's what I'm trying to figure out. What causes If someone is anxious, has an anxious uh attachment style. Mm-hmm. What happened early on that caused them to be anxious? Great and, and question. Same question for each one of these. Okay. So pre-attachment. Oh, wait, nope. Uh good question, mm-hmm. Dave. I'm glad I'm you asked. I'm just trying that. to understand. No, I'm glad mm-hmm. because I'm trying to understand it as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in the beginning, there was God. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh when you are born, your primary caregiver, you can either attach like to your mom, who's or your dad, or whoever's holding y'all. The For time. the sake of the example, we'll just say your mom, because most people it falls under mom. Okay. So I'm born and I'm You're with born. my mom. You're now with what mom. happens? Okay. <laughs> so say mom is doting on you, loves you. You're the main focus. Mm-hmm. That is translated into your uh, early childhood development, mm-hmm. into your teen years, because. You felt secure as a baby. You okay. felt, okay, I'm going to get fed. You always got fed on time. You mm. always, your poopy diapers always got changed. You felt secure. You're you're not um, scared. I mean, you can obviously have crying and whatever because sure. you want food, but the, your caregiver is tending to you. So if the caregiver does the correct job, right. you, you, for the most part, most part. will... S- turn out somewhat and i know you don't like this word normal yep nope i hate that word but okay but you know what i'm saying i do so okay so that's and they say that And what style is that so that would be secure 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 attachment so secure attachment is good yes secure attachment is what we're going for okay so i communicate openly and honestly as a secure attachment i am comfortable and i be myself and appreciate others Mm -hmm. I can be vulnerable, and I am able to hold others' vulnerability. I am confident. So like you, you have a secure attachment style. Okay. Okay? Okay. Um, so yeah, this might actually be better. Yeah. Okay, so anxious. My nervous system is sensitive. Hi. Um, I feel deeply. Hi. I tend to seek consistent reassurance. I can struggle with communicating what I need. I crave closeness, but may also find that relationships trigger my fear of abandonment. My moods tend to shift quickly. So that's anxious. Now, what causes that? What behavior early on did your mom do 
well that created that for me i know that my sister susie was sort of like my mom Mm -hmm. because mom got sick when i was like five and i think also they were just older parents and they were like oh god like my dad always calls me or uh called me a trailer like she is the trailer because 10 or eight years later here i come hi it's not that he wouldn't say caboose I know. Why Especially trailer? being a trained guy himself. I know. Anyway. anyway okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think what happened was I got so connected with Susie that when she passed away when I was 13, my anxiety went so far up. Okay. Because my primary caregiver, and I didn't even know that because in my body and stuff, I just, I was with her all the time. Mm-hmm. Like she was my person. So after that, it was like, it's all these feelings. Like I felt alone. I didn't feel good. I I wanted closest, but I didn't trust people. Like the anxiety. It's just like feeling anxiety all the time. Okay. And avoidant. Now, okay, you already explained the avoidant, but what right. what behavior early on would create avoidant attachment style later in life? Okay, so this is uh, somebody that disconnects from their feelings. Who? So somebody. I like to say rich kid, right? Who had a nanny or someone that wasn't their primary caregiver. All their needs were met, but it wasn't by the love, the genetic affection, the genetic connection may not have been there. Right. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So then what happens is uh, you grow up and you feel disconnected from your feelings and seem emotionally distant a lot. You want a relationship, but the closeness feels uncomfortable. Uh, you're logical and try to be avoid and avoid all conflict and you're self-reliant avoiding um, depending on others. Like, so you kind of like pick and choose people, but keep them at arm's length. Could someone who has these characteristics, uh, would it be because maybe they, uh, the, the stepmother, stepfather relationship, maybe children mm-hmm. of divorce yeah. are more prone to avoidance. And this isn't behavior. Yeah, absolutely. Like, because. Because like you said, you know, maybe there's not the genetic connection there. You're not my real dad. Or shut up, Carol. You're not my mom. (laughs) You know, like Carol's making your lunch and and buying your sneakers. But like, she's just my my dad's new wife. Yeah, it's like a a brother-in-law. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. "Eh, hi, you're not really my brother. But all right, Mm -hmm. here's a wallet. Okay. Always get. A brother-in-law, a wallet yeah. for Christmas. Best yeah. gift ever. Hmm. It's real good. Just easy. Yeah. Um, okay, so I would like to show you security attachment, like what we all strive for. But let's, before we move on, so there's three? How many uh, different types are there? Three no, there's four. four. So, so it's avoidance, secu- yep. secure, anxious, and what was the other one? Disorganized. Disorganized, right. So my okay. inner world feels chaotic. I'm confused. I find it difficult to regulate my emotions. On that one, the disorganized, what would cre- what would cause that? Um, I think it's just chaos in the um, chaos in the home. Early so, on, so screaming and mm-hmm. so avoidance is what? Okay, so avoidance is when you're disconnected from your feelings, right? Right, and you're kind of this is avoiding. I'm avoiding you. I feel like this relationship is getting too scary. Let's go ahead and keep mm-hmm. you at a distance and I'll probably run away. Mm-hmm. But disorganized is another attachment style and 
that's when the world feels crazy. Everything around you is just big, big noise. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think that an- anxious and disorganized attachment styles are sort of similar. They could kind of cross over. They mm-hmm. are like a Venn diagram. Mm-hmm. Remember those? So anxious and avoidant can uh, cross over or anxious disorganized? Anxious and disorganized. Disorganized, gotcha. And secure and avoidant actually go hand in hand. Like think of it as the yin and yang. The Is yin good? Which is bad. Yang? I, th- I think they're equal. <laughs> okay. So, oh, right. That's the whole point of it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, so the shadow side of the good is avoidant and the happy sunny side is secure. So when you're not feeling so, and then, you know, that's, I I didn't explain that well, Mm -hmm. but we're going to keep going. I got you. Okay. I'm right here. All right. So here's what we all need to strive for. Mm -hmm. Being a secure person. Okay. That's so easy. It's not. It's not. You are. Mm -hmm. And you've taught me this, but here's a secure attachment. I communicate openly and honestly. That's nice. I am comfortable to be myself and appreciate others. Yeah. Yeah. I trust that I'm valuable and worthy of love. I can be vulnerable and am able to hold others' vulnerability. I am confidant. Mm-hmm. Now. Sure. I don't know if you've ever seen the smash hit movie, The Notebook, but. Yes. This is an I example. Okay. Of secure attachment. Now, oh. I thought it'd be fun if we uh, reenact it. Oh okay? So this is the fight scene, mm-hmm. but it's actually an emotionally secure Noah talking to avoidant Allie. So is Noah and Allie? Mm-hmm. I'm Ryan Gosling, mm-hmm. and you're Rachel McAdams. You're Allie. Oh, we're switching it around? Yeah, you're okay. going to be Allie. All right, well, here we I am go. secure, so. All right, uh, if you want to get into character, oh, do it, Lord. or... Nope, okay. You good? What scene is this? Um, It's the fight scene at the end. Oh, right, you just said that. But don't worry. So we're going to start with, you arrogant son of a bitch. That's where we'll start, and that's Allie. Go ahead whenever you're ready. Oh, okay. So I start with that? Yes, Why? Boo. Why is the stuff before it highlighted? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Because I messed up. You don't want to start there? No, I can't because I didn't print out right. Oh, okay. Can we just, yeah. You arrogant son of a bitch. Would you just stay with me? (laughs) Stay with you? What for? Look at us. We're already fighting. Well, that's what we do. We fight. You tell me when I'm being an arrogant son of a bitch, and I tell you when you're being a pain in the ass, which you are 99% of the time. I am not afraid to hurt your feelings. They have like a two-second rebound rate, and you're back doing the next pain in the ass thing. So what? So this is where the secure attachment comes in. Okay. So it's not going to be easy. It's going to be really hard, and we're going to have to work at this every day. But I want to do that because I want you. I want all of you forever. You and me every day. Will you do something for me, please? Will you just picture your life 30 years from now, 40 years from now, what it looks like? If it's with that guy, go. I lost you once. I think I could do it again if I thought it's what you really wanted. But don't you take the easy way out. What easy way? There is no easy way. (laughs) No matter what I do, somebody gets hurt. Would you stop thinking about what everyone else wants? Stop thinking about what I want, what he wants, what your parents want. What do you want? It's not that simple. Okay, that's it. 
That's kind of it. Okay. But. So those two main things where he's being vulnerable uh-huh. and he's telling her, hey, I can lose you again, but you decide if you want to be with me. I love you. Here are the reasons. It's going to be hard. We're going to have to work through this together, but I'm secure in myself to let you go if that's what you choose to do. Not bad. And great reading, Boo. I felt you as Allie. I, yeah. I felt it. Mm-hmm. I was feeling it. So, yeah. Does uh, that make a little sense? A little, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like it. Well, okay. the timer says we're out of time. Well, is there anything you can do if you have one of these bad attachment? Yes. There's so many things. Yeah. Okay, therapy, you can learn how to recognize and access and understand your feelings. So Mm -hmm. you have to be in tune with your body, a.k.a. go on walks, do something where you get to have some sort of blood movement, right? Mm -hmm. Then uh, you can learn to manage and soothe your own emotions. So when I'm like, hey, give me a second, I'm trying to learn how to do it nicely, I, I need to do this thing, and then I'll come to your thing. Okay. That's me just expressing what's going on in my head mm-hmm. instead of just being silent and, like, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can learn ways to not be afraid of conflict. Conflict mm-hmm. isn't bad. It's actually really good. It's like popping a zit. All mm-hmm. the pus comes out. And then, yeah, it hurts, but it's out of you now. Yeah. So conflict, I think, is I was so freaked out by conflict like growing up i was just walking on eggshells and like okay is it gonna be a weird what kind of day is it gonna be but in a healthy family i'm assuming you bring up problems and you talk about them and your feelings and it's not a big to do Mm, do you agree uh, yes in a healthy family ideally Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah, no, I, I've always thought that. Like, I, I'm not one of these guys who's like, I like conflict. I don't think anybody likes conflict. But I'm not afraid of conflict in that there's an issue and it's got to get resolved somehow. Like, if yeah. you just ignore something, and it's not just going to go away. You mean be avoidant? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if there's an issue or a problem, now how you handle and how you address conflict is important Mm -hmm. because obviously there's a a range of different ways to do so. You know, dumb, violent people handle conflict one way and Mm -hmm. smarter people or emotionally intelligent people handle it another way. But to just refuse and avoid all conflict, no, because then whatever problem that made you feel that way initially, it's not going to go away. So you're just going to learn to live with that problem, with that issue and, no. And people hold on to that because yeah, no. they're like, I don't want to, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't want to, you know, they overthink it. I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. But instead, I think what helped me is cracks become craters. So if there's a crack in a friendship or there's something that's awry, address it mm-hmm. in the nicest way possible. Find and and by the way, don't just do it over text or mm-hmm. you know if or if they prefer texting then do it over text, but face-to-face, phone call, whatever it is, hey, this kind of hurt my feelings, mm-hmm. and I just want to let you know mm-hmm. that's in their court. Yeah. They can decide whatever they want to do to that, but do to that, do with that. Mm-hmm. And I think 
that's so special and great. Like when I hear that, I'm just like, oh, thank you. Because I don't know. I can't read minds. I have such a fast ADHD brain. So it is hard for me to catch up and be like, oh, I'm sorry. I I didn't even realize I was hurting your feelings, Mm -hmm. you know? So we want to avoid the cracks breaking and becoming bigger. Yeah. Have you ever had a relationship, whether it be a friend or family member, where you just weren't allowed to address any grievance? Yeah. You weren't allowed to object to anything without it turning into a big thing? Mm-hmm. That's annoying. Have like, you oh, yeah. experienced that? <laughs> yes. Where like, Whew. hey, just because I'm pointing this out or I have a question or concern doesn't mean I'm full on attacking your character. Mm-hmm. I'm just addressing this specific thing here, but oh yeah, I've had, yeah, where like you can't even object, right? No matter how I've I've had those where like no no matter how politely or tactfully I am, I broach the subject. Oh well, I get you know it's yeah. either the martyr syndrome. Oh, I yeah. can't do nothing I right. Do that. Yeah. Or, you know, push back. Well, fuck you. Like, whoa, no. I, I was just saying, I'm just like, <laughs> ah, you know, and you shouldn't, yeah. you shouldn't have to uh, choose either full on chaos argument or total silence and ignore it. You, there's got to be a middle ground where people can be comfortable. And again, as long as you approach it and you do it the right yeah. way. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I said, violent, dumb people. You know, who just lash out, you know, no, that's not the right way. But like, no, just because I have a grievance or an objection or whatever, as long as I'm polite and tactful about it, it shouldn't create some huge argument. Yeah, absolutely. calm down. Here's the thing. If you started that way, Mm -hmm. I bet that person wouldn't, they would actually listen and be like, oh, I didn't even realize I was doing that. You know what I mean? Because what you think... You explaining, I'm trying to be super nice. Like we've had in the beginning and continuously we've had talks and you are so good at being gentle with, hey, this kind of hurts my feelings. Mm -hmm. Here's why. But that took a lot of learning communication styles Mm -hmm. and me crying and not knowing how to say, you're hurting my feelings. And Mm -hmm. you're like, I just said, please clean a spoon. You know, it's not that big of a deal. But for me... My anxiety goes up and I'm like, okay, he hates me and he probably wants a divorce and now everything's awful and now I'm going <laughs> to die alone and that's fine. I don't mind being alone. That's cool. I love my three pets. Avoidance. Yeah, I have all of them. Well, and your parents are blueprints for you, right? Mm-hmm. Like my dad taught me like pow- in my head, I took his actions as power is anger. Mm-hmm. Power is anger. Power is rage. Power is having a lot of money. My mom, I saw as a pushover, but she just would avoid. Mm-hmm. She would just avoid conflict and be like, well, that's okay. Or your dad's busy at work. And it's like, no, he's kind of a dick. And can you talk to him? You know, mm-hmm. like this is weird. But you can't be open when people aren't at that emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to get defensive. So it's just such a hard thing mm-hmm. to communicate and know. But it's all a learning experience. Like we're Mm -hmm. all learning how to be better. And Mm -hmm. I do believe, I think you can come from a family that were doing their best and it wasn't awesome growing up. Mm -hmm. But man, I, I look back and I'm like, 
well, I, apparently there's studies where you choose your parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's a whole, what's not, but I'm grateful because I learned all the sides of a white male, mm-hmm. <laughs> all the, you know, shadowy self and my mom, but I also saw the good as they got older mm-hmm. and I learned how to communicate with them in more of a patient way mm-hmm. and more empathetically like, okay, well, how would I feel if my daughter came and brought me all these gifts, but then needed money? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like not great probably. Mm-hmm. Right. That would kind of annoy me. So I understand their annoyance mm-hmm. and that's okay. I understand it. And it doesn't mean I have to like it. Doesn't mean I have to hate it. It is, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So that is attachment styles. And I hope everyone liked my characters. Yeah, those are great characters. They were good. Uh-huh. They, they need help. Yeah. They, 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 <laughs> they need help. Oh, boy. Uh, Dave's Kitchen. You want to step on into Dave's Kitchen real quick? Let's go ahead. Uh, I cooked some, I cooked it up this week. I've been crushing it. I know. Right? I mean, you have, but I've, I've been, gained weight and I want to die. I've been cooking so much good I'm stuff. A fat ass now. Uh, I did uh, <laughs> one of my favorite pasta dishes the other day. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen this on a menu. I'm sure the, the the beauty about like pasta and Italian food is it's really just like mix and match. You got the pasta, the type yeah. of pasta, a pasta, and then the type of sauce, a sauce, and it's you can really Mister Potato Head that shit till you find a combination you really like. One of my favorite pastas. I feel like it's so underrated. I love linguine. Ooh, like that's just, the thicker. Well, that's... it's it's a smaller version of fettuccine. Okay. Where they're uh, rectangular instead of tubular. Yeah. Spaghetti, tubular. I like angel hair pasta, a little tubular. Uh, I love tubular. Tubular. That used um, to be a fun phrase. But do you know what I mean? It's just rectangular. Fettuccine is kind of the bigger version, but linguine is squared or rectangular, but but smaller and thinner. Yeah, it's and, fun. Oh, a lot of people make their own linguine. Uh-huh. A lot that of people make their own pasta. Yeah. That's that's a whole thing. Which that's that's one area of my culinary skill set that is lacking. I've never made homemade pasta. Oh, me either. No. So I just buy the linguine. But anyway, linguine is one of my favorite pastas, one of my favorite sauces. Like sometimes when I'm ready for Italian food, I want something hearty yeah. and classic. I love bolognese. Bolognese. Give me a nice meat and tomato sauce. So good. So I cooked this up for us the other night. When Ryan was here, and so good. It was uh, delicious. One, here's the other thing, too. How do you make it? Are with, you going to tell us? Yeah, with spaghetti sauce, it's one of those things, kind of like mashed potatoes. I don't know why anybody would buy instant mashed potatoes, because mashed potatoes are so damn easy to make. Tomato sauce, spaghetti sauce, pasta sauce, so easy to make. Well, they make, they give it, a, they have it at Costco. So and easy to make. It's pretty delicious. Here's so. how we're going to make that bolognese. Get you two 28-ounce cans of whole peeled tomatoes. Woo! Just get you a can of whole. Now, a lot of people who are really into this stuff, uh, you know, like anything else, you've got your preference as far as what brand of tomatoes or whatever. I like the San Marican, uh, American, San American, or SMT. It's white. It's got the pictures of the I tomatoes. Like yeah, yeah. Those, uh, what's the other? Cento, the big yellow can. People like that a lot. But I get the San American or the SMT. Get two 28 cans, 28 ounce cans, whole peeled tomatoes. Throw that shit in a blender, puree it up, set it aside. Yeah. That's all you got. Or, gotta a, do. Bullet, yeah, or a bullet. If you don't yeah. have a blender, then blender, space. bullet, puree bullet. that shit up. Let's get two pounds of ground beef, preferably uh, 80 20. 
Uh, do you know what that means, 80-20? No. Or 90-10? No. That's the, the meat-to-fat ratio. 80-20 has 20%. 20% of that meat is, is pure fat. Ooh, that, I like the fatty that's part. That's flavor. It's so two pounds of ground beef. Let's do a half bottle of cheap red wine. Love a good cheap red wine for cooking. Okay. Adds so much flavor. Uh, three to four tablespoons of tomato paste. Let's do one yellow or white onion diced up. Five to six cloves of fresh raw garlic minced up. One carrot, finely grated. We'll grade that carrot here in a minute. Four to five fresh basil leaves chopped up. Oh, that's good luck, too. Tablespoon tablespoon of dried oregano, a tablespoon of red pepper flakes. That's optional. If you want a little heat, put that red pepper flakes in there. Uh, Two tablespoons of salt, and then, of course, one pound of linguine. Here's what we do. Saute that onion in some olive oil for about three or four minutes until those uh, the onions start to become translucent. Then you add in the garlic, and you want to just saute that for about 30 to 60 seconds. Not until it's brown, but until it becomes fragrant. Ooh. As soon as you start to smell that garlic, we're good to go. Go ahead and add in that tomato paste, and you want to stir all that up. The tomato paste and the garlic and the onions, you want to kind of stir all that up and cook that tomato paste down because raw tomato paste has like a like a metal taste, like you, like you put a penny in your mouth. So you want to you want to cook that taste out of I it. I have a tomato paste question after mm-hmm. you're done. Sure. Uh, so we got the, we got the onions, we got the garlic, we got the tomato paste going in there. Uh, after about four or five minutes, then you add in the red wine, then you add in your blended or pureed canned tomatoes. Uh, let's see. Then you throw in a little salt, a little oregano, some pepper. Throw in that basil. Bring it all up to a boil. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it starts to boil, then reduce it down to a simmer. And then at that point, you can let it simmer for at least one hour all the way up to five, eight, ten hours. You can let that shit go all day. So at this point, we have everything going in the sauce except the meat. When you're ready, when you're about an hour or two away from wanting to have dinner, then you go ahead in a separate pan, brown out that meat. Get that meat nice and brown. Get, get a good char on that medium to high heat. Get that, And I like to keep it real chunky, if you notice mine. Yeah, I like the big, chunky big meat. Big chunks of meat. While that meat is browning in the pan, <laughs> grate that carrot. If you've already grated it, just throw it in there. But I'll just use a cheese grater. Use the finest gauge, the, the smallest hole in your cheese grater. Smallest if you've got hole. More, if you've got more than one, you know. Like, I like the handheld ones that you can just do it over it. Those are already very small. But if you got, like, a box <laughs> cheese grater, you're going to have three or four options. Box. Use, use the smallest one <laughs> for your box. Um, so, yeah. And then, so now you've got the beef. And the carrot all kind of cooking together. And when that beef gets nice and brown, there's no more pink in it. Uh, I love medium rare beef, but for the sake of it marrying with everything, you want to go ahead and cook it all the way through. Get it nice and brown. You got the carrots and shit in there. Then with a slotted spoon, you spoon the beef and the carrots out and you throw that into your pot of tomato tomato sauce. Oh. Let that simmer for about another hour. Boom. You got nice bolognese. Boil up that linguine, 9 to 11 minutes, a lot of salt in the water, heavily salted water, 9 to 11 minutes, plate it, sauce, and then finish it with some fresh grated Pecorino Romano cheese. It is delicious. It was so good. The red wine is the secret to... I cook so much now with wine. Red, uh, red wine, you make me feel so fine. Obviously, the beef bourguignon I, I made for Christmas. Oh, yeah, I mean, that was delicious. Bourguignon, burgundy wine. That's kind of the whole point of that. But even, um, what's the other thing I cook with wine? The uh, beef short Lasagna. ribs. Beef short ribs. <laughs> the uh, the braised beef short ribs. Oh, I use red great. wine. That red wine. 
works so great. But yeah, there you go. Linguini bolognese. Uh, now it takes a while, like, but it's it, it's not very labor intensive. Like, yeah. it, it's pretty easy. Yeah, it sounds so, easy. There's, there's nothing to it. Question so. about the p- tomato paste. Yeah. Is it okay to open tomato paste and eat it? And is it okay to open the tomatoes and eat it, like from the can? Yes. The answer is yes to both. <laughs> the tomato paste is not going to taste very good. Sure. I don't know why you would want to do that. Well, because sometimes, let's say mm-hmm. you like tomato soup and mm-hmm. there's nothing except tomato paste. So then you put it in a bowl and then you add water. This is Katie's mm-hmm. Kitchen into the bowl. Mm-hmm. Then you put it in the microwave for four minutes, but mm-hmm. you kind of have to watch it. Yeah. And boom, soup. I would say just try it. And see how disgusting it actually is. Thank so, you. There you go. Give it I a will. go. I will. Give it a go. Uh, word of mouth this week. Uh, new special from a very funny comedian. Uh, lady I've worked with before. Done a lot of shows with. Kind of a staple in the Los Angeles comedy scene. Was also a writer for Conan for 11 years. She's wonderful. Talking about Laurie Kilmartin. Yeah. She's been around a while. She's got so many great albums and specials out. She did a whole album. Uh, I'm... I don't think this is the exact name. 45 Jokes About My Dead Dad. Yeah. Talk about, you know, she just dealing the, with grief. Did a whole so album good. on uh, losing her father. That was a few years Been ago. Been there, done that. <laughs> new special out now called Sis Woke Grief Slut. I love That's a hell of a title. <laughs> Laurie Kilmartin, Sis Woke Grief Slut. <laughs> out now title. on Apple TV, or you can go directly to lauriekilmartin.com. That's L A U R I E. K-I-L-M-A-R-T-I-N. LaurieKilmartin.com. Get on that cis woke grief slut. Very funny. I also have a word of mouth. Shoot. I'm not going to say the brand. Uh-huh. They have nesting <laughs> freaking ball cups. Look at this. I like that. These are nesting. Those are gla- real glass? Yeah. This isn't just those hipstery mason jars. Uh-huh. Like there, you could put a lid on it. You could put water in it. You could It'll put fit in your Gatorade car cup holder. Light. I like that. Yeah. So that's what you call fun. it, nesting, like a like a Russian nesting they nest, doll. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Because the mason, the other things that are small, the the, t- get out of here. Uh-huh. Too much. Yeah. Too much work. Anyway, uh-huh. that's my word of mouth. I understand. <laughs> Boo, where can we find you on Instagram? At KT Strandberg. There you go. You can find me at uh, underscore Dave Stone. That's where I am on Instagram. Uh, got some live shows coming up. You can find these dates at dumbdavestone.com. Uh, tickets are not on sale yet. That should be happening in a week or two. But March 15th and 16th, I'll be in Eureka, California, up at Savage Henry Comedy Club. Woo-hoo. Always a good time there. Uh, March 19th, I'm in Helium uh, at Helium Comedy Club in Portland, Oregon. That's always a fun time. And then I'm going to Chico. Uh, March 21st, I'll be at the Sierra Nevada Big Room in Chico, Ooh, California. So Chico. That is always Not a Chino. Not, I always get Chino and Chico confused. It's okay. But, uh, yeah, dumbdavestone.com for tickets. Also, uh, my album still available uh, on vinyl. And there you can, it is. You can uh, find that at blondemedicine.com or dumbdavestone.com. Uh Pack a lunch. The vinyl is available for your listening pleasure. The special on YouTube is available for your viewing pleasure. Uh, I try not to keep track. and our pod, our podcast, our is podcast on, on there now too. At uh, where are we at? <laughs> YouTube.com slash at the Stonebergs podcast. Yeah, come but, and um, visit. But yeah, I was saying I, I try not to keep track of this stuff too much. But over two hundred twenty-five thousand views on the special, so that's, that's nice. Awesome. 
rapidly approaching a quarter million. So uh, if you have not seen Pack a Lunch, check it out on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, share it with a friend. New phone number, 213-282-3615. In that order. That's the new number. Uh, go If you haven't already, just go ahead and put us in your phone. Yeah, have fun. <coughs> Call us drunk. We love that. Create new contact. Or high. I don't care. Yeah. Or so, sober. Like and subscribe. Uh, we got to get those subscribers up. So I'm doing a... We gotta oh, is really, that what we're doing? I wanna, we're we got to bump those numbers up a little bit. Come on, uh, guys. YouTube.com slash at the Stonebergs podcast. Charlie's having so, a lick fit over here. I don't know go. what's happening. Okay. Uh, Boo, thanks for uh, explaining stuff. Hey, thank you. And uh, always great catching always up. Always a pleasure. Thank you guys for listening. We love you. Bye. Thank you.